I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Tri-tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. There, I have to start with this because I, 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 I'm gonna out you right now. I just, I just pressed record, and then Sarah was like so laid back that she was yawning. <laughs> I'm like, we're we're not nervous. We're not nervous to record the podcast anymore. <laughs> no, no, not, well, because we're talking, you know, amongst friends. Amongst uh, friends, friends Indeed. don't take it personally if you yawn. No. No, no, they just announce it to the listeners. That's <laughs> Thanks, what friends. Sarah. That's what friends do. Yeah. I actually thought I was going to get away with it because at that the point I was looking away. You were looking yeah. away, but I, it was big. Like there was no like out of the corner of my eye. It's just, just Sarah's wide open mouth <laughs> and the big yawn. Yeah, sorry. So who knows what kind of show this is going to be? <laughs> yeah, this, this one could this one could go hard one way or another. Um, but before, okay. So while she's out, Cam whispering. Can, I hope everyone can still hear me. <laughs> um, no, I Rosie just left for her run, Sarah, and I'm um, quite pleased. It's five p.m. and she put on her running shoes and she went out the door. So, so I remember this from a few months ago. Where you said she just kind of started running. Yeah. So she, uh, the because, uh, yeah. So she just like, we went through, like, it was probably about a year deciding whether um, she was going to continue with karate because she wasn't enjoying it. And then when I say that, I mean, it took her a year to decide, right? Yeah. She has trouble with decision-making, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then uh, she decided she didn't want to. She's like a brown belt and a half, which is like, I think part of why it was hard is that you're like, she's like so close to black belt in karate, but she's like, but that's a lot. It's still a long process. Like mm. it's still, it's still not easy to get. So it's still, you know, it was, even though it's br- whatever brown belt and a half is, I don't even know, but like she still would have to do a lot of things to get that black belt another year or so. So she really was not enjoying it. Um, but the rule was like, she couldn't, like she had to have another sport. Like she couldn't just not do activity. Right. Like she had to pick something and we had to go explore and find something. We went rock climbing. We went to the gym, the rock climbing gym that time that didn't go that well. Um, and then she just decided she was going to run and she just runs. She just goes, it's pretty, it's actually like, it's good for me to see too. Cause she doesn't like she doesn't ask for any special clothing. Like she didn't go, can I wear, like she just puts on whatever shoes are by the front door. She's wearing her pajamas. I think this time she just, they're comfortable, you know, <laughs> and out the door <laughs> she goes. Do so you know where cute. she's going to go? No, I don't. It's her <laughs> little personal time. This is Rosie becoming, you know, an independent 
little I tween. I know. I've asked her a couple of times. I'm like, you know, I just, I just said to her a couple of times, like, I'll go, I'll go with you. Like if you, if you ever want some company, I'll go and jog with you anytime. Nope. <laughs> she just absolutely does not want me there. Mm-hmm. This makes me really happy though. It's so I cute. think so. Yeah. And it's good. It's good. I just, you know, some days are easier than others. So it feels like, you know, like I reminded her three times that she like that today's a running day <laughs> um, because it wasn't like for the first, I don't know, for the first few weeks, she just did it on her own. She mm. had a little self-motivation and now it's like, there's a little lull, you know, okay. but now she kind of has to, cause it's like her sport of choice. Like it's still open though for her. Like we could go try some other things if she wants to, but yeah, but here we are. Oh, so yeah. So it. hopefully she takes to that or finds some joy in it, you know? Um, cause that was like, you know, cause for me, that was, um, when like when we moved to the middle East, I didn't have my team sports anymore when I was like a couple of years older than Rosie, like mm-hmm. a year or two. Um, when I started like running on my own, we did have team sports, but the level wasn't very high. So I wasn't getting that like little sports hit, whatever that is. Like I wasn't satisfied. So that's when I started swimming and running. Um, so hopefully mm-hmm. she finds some joy. Yeah. Whether it's this or something else, the fact that she is showing showing some initiative. That's pretty yeah, pretty great. What are you gonna do with Hawk? Like, are you gonna put him into some sports things, or do you do you have any like idea how you're gonna start that process? Or oh, I think we're still a ways off, thankfully. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I've seen some ten months old on month olds on snowboards, like on Instagram and stuff, where I'm like, I'm like, whoa. Well, no wonder that person becomes like the next you know, Olympic champion. <laughs> we tried skis, um, like little Nordic skis, but the they're actually for two-year-olds. So mm-hmm. his boots kept on sliding out and there were tears. He just, oh. he likes to run around a lot. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not suggesting you should be putting him in a sport like now, <laughs> no. just, just for clarity. I'm just wondering <laughs> if you had some thought about like, or have you seen <laughs> About what kind of similar do. where mm-hmm. where you try different things and whatever is exciting to them um we live within easy easy walking distance of a hockey rink um so that would be kind of cool and like basically right next to the hockey rink are a whole bunch of soccer fields for youth soccer um they they play there and like there's a baseball uh baseball fields and yeah, we'll see. But it's nice to know that's really easy. And like we have mountain biking trails close by. So yeah. He'll figure cool. it out. Okay. I'm sorry. I feel like I should know this about you and maybe I do, but like did you do team sports? Yeah. Before? Yeah, yeah. You did. My, what were your sports? My my first team sport was soccer. So I did that all the way through until like basically middle school. Um so but then I realized that I, my favorite part of soccer practice was we would do this two mile run before practice. And I realized, okay, next year, my freshman year, I'm done with the soccer stuff. I'm just going to run. Um, and I did like baseball for a while. Like we had little league baseball. Oh, baseball. Yeah. Yeah. There were a few girls who played baseball. Um, but yeah, I wasn't very good and didn't love it. I liked the social aspect. Like, yeah, I learned how to, you know, um, like 
blow whistles, grass whistles, things mm. like that. I oh yeah. That. Baseball. Yeah. So before I played soccer, well, I was in T-ball, like I was five years old. My dad, my dad signed me up for T-ball. You know what T-ball is? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. I don't know how like widespread T-ball is as a thing, but anyway, <laughs> I was five and it was like a co-ed league, but like co-ed, is that even a word <laughs> anymore? That's what we used to call it. Anyway, I was the only girl <laughs> and which I don't even remember. I remember making jokes about it, but I don't remember it mattering. Right. And then, but then I, I the reason that uh, my dad took me out of it is because he's like, all, <laughs> all you do is stand in the outfield. Like, for the most part, like that's all anybody does <laughs> when you're five years old and you play t-ball, like, you know? Yeah. I, I enjoyed playing catch with my dad and I, it was, it was fun to go up to bat. Um, but there's a lot of standing around baseball. There's a lot of standing around in baseball. <laughs> yeah. My dad was like, no, we need to run around the field sport. Yeah. I think of the team sports that I wish I could have played in an organized way um, was ice hockey. Cause we had, like, I would play kind of basically like pond hockey with um, some of the neighborhood kids. And I really loved that, but yeah, I would have, I really wish I lived someplace where they had organized hockey. Right. Yeah. We have too much organized hockey. Yeah. You're in Canada. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> and not enough other things to focus on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I never, I did a bit of, oh, I, I got put into every single sport, you know, but um, we did, we did a bit of figure skating, which actually was kind of fun. Ooh. Yeah. Which could have, which for some people like would have transitioned into hockey. Um, yeah. Whatever. Or like the girls played ringette. Yeah. No idea what that is. Yeah. I still don't really. Um it involves a ring and a stick and ice skating. Why that instead of hockey? I don't know. It's one of those weird things that you look you look back and you're like, why? Why? Um. <laughs> Is this still going on? Like ringette? Girls? Yeah. I think so. But girls also play hockey. Like, so I think there is still a sport that's played in some places that's ring at, but I think that I definitely know this girls hockey leagues and there was girls hockey leagues when I was a kid too, but it, just, is it, is it kind of like the netball basketball? I think, yeah, I, that's the impression I get. Okay. okay. Um, that equivalent. Yeah. But then like, you know, there's, there would still be like the occasional girls in a place that has netball and basketball. There might still be a girls basketball team in some places. I think that's what it was like when I was younger. I think now the girls play hockey here. I think there's a lot of girls play hockey now in Canada, but when I was a kid, not so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad things are changing. Because girl, girls can play with a puck. Not yeah. Ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes like zero, zero sense. Actually. Okay. I'm going to tell the story. I was telling the, um, We'll talk about it later, but I was at a panel for International Women's Day this afternoon at our um at our office, which is like a also a co-working space, right? And um I was <laughs> I thought last night sent us the questions ahead of time. And I remembered last night, like and in answer to one of the questions, like how and I may have said this on the podcast before, but in um when I was like in about third or fourth grade, like we had this thing called like Canada Fitness. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it was like these fitness standards that all the schools had to do. Right. And they had like, you could get, it was like gold, silver, bronze, but you could also get platinum, which was like above gold. But that was like the very first time I realized that, that like the boys, like it was like the boys standards were different than the girls standards, which like we now have the science that shows that like pre-puberty, like none of it matters. And that like everybody should be essentially treated the same because they are essentially the same or could have the same skills or it was like sit-ups and push-ups and running and stuff. And anyway, my friend and I decided that like we only were going to accept the platinum if we got the boys standard, um, which we did. Have I told you this story before? No. No. Yeah. That was like very important to me that I was going to get the boys standard. I was like, why? Like, I just could not figure it out. Like, I could not figure out why. we Because my physical experience uh, was that like there weren't, like, I don't even know that I was like as physically capable as anyone else in the class. Like, it didn't. You know, like that would had been my experience in gym class. And then I was like, why would we do like, why do I do 30 sit-ups and they do 40 or whatever it was like, like, why? <laughs> did, did you get like a piece of paper or something that said you got the bl- the platinum status? Yeah. You got some kind of award, That's some kind amazing. of badge. Like, I'm so proud yeah. of When I told it, when I told the story this afternoon, people remembered it. They're like, oh yeah, that. Um, anyway, I don't know why I was telling this story. Okay, coming up on the show, we are going to talk about International Women's Day, hot girl walking. <laughs> and I keep thinking, what is it? Dead man walking? Let's yeah. say that. <laughs> like nothing like that. Hot girl walking and CrossFit Open update. The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your inside tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y. Okay, Sarah, happy International Women's Day. We are recording on the 8th of March. So, we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We both, I know we've talked about it in past years. Mm-hmm. We feel very ambivalent about this just because <laughs> this day gets co-opted by companies and mm-hmm. we just talk about women's things very superficially. Mm-hmm. So I am super, I can't wait to hear about the panel. Oh, the feisty panel. Yeah, the feisty panel, because that's talking about real stuff and not just 
hooray for women. Yeah. So both, it's very interesting because I feel, I had this conversation with uh, Millie who uh, is one of our producers at Feisty and like she, like we both agreed, like it's been about five years since we actually started five years or so since started celebrating International Women's Day. Like if I go back 10 years, I can't even remember. I didn't even know it existed. Right. So like International Women's Day is like, come on strong very quickly. Thank right? you, and like, Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you're right that like, you know, I think two years ago, whatever, like there did feel like a lot of fluff, you know, and a lot of these posts that, and I haven't been on Instagram at all today. So I don't really, except to share, except to like share things that people have tagged me on, but like, you know, th- there was a lot of like celebrating the women in my life, which is great. Like that's totally fine. Right. Um, but I have found like this year, especially, and maybe it's just part of the things I've been part of, or even last year we did like an, an unboxing of a clothing item as one of the things we were asked to do at Feisty, right? Like that's a little bit surface, mm-hmm. you know, but this year, like both of the panels that I was part of were like highly like engaging and interesting and went in depth. So last night we had our um, panel uh, with our feisty panel that Celine and I hosted. And we had um, Ali Tetrick, Marley Blonsky, who does uh, All Bodies on Bikes podcast. Ali's a pro cyclist, she's a roadie. And then um, we had Khadija Diggs, um, who is the first Muslim woman to compete for the US in the age group um, triathlon and who who covers also. Uh, and so a lot of people who listen will know who Khadija is. Yeah. Anyway, essentially like because the theme of International Women's Day this year is embrace equity, you know, we were just kind of having that conversation to unpack like what's the difference between equity and equality, mm. um, which I thought was really interesting, honestly. And um, Khadija was amazing like she was very very authentic she has 10 kids wow <laughs> 10 kids um, <laughs> yeah and she was talking about how you know she recently got proper kit um through farlow so that she could wear something that was a little bit more like hydrodynamic and aerodynamic that's great and also cover yeah um how iron man first made rules that would have excluded her and then changed the rules um, well, it's good they changed them yeah yeah um, and then, yeah, I, Marley also talked about kit, like some of the things, like some of the ways when we're talking about equity, like some of the ways that we, that like different groups of people or different women need different things in order to be able to have access to, or have equal opportunity or the stepping stones to get to equal opportunity. Um, so I thought it was really interesting. It's actually going to be that conversation. Oh, that conversation is probably on our feed now that I'm thinking about it. We put it out across all of our, so if people missed that episode, it would have dropped like two days before this one here. We put it across all of our feisty feeds, which means that it essentially goes to like 20,000 people, um, which is cool. I think it was a really cool conversation. So I'm really happy to share it. Yeah. And what was, what was the panel you did today? Uh, the one I did today was about breaking industry barriers. Um, so honestly, I was, I was like, wow, this is, it was like a heavy hitting panel. So we had a, the, do you know Fatso peanut butter? Mm-mm. no um it's a peanut it's like a peanut butter brand that did i don't know it added some, <laughs> some somebody else will know all about this but anyway this woman she bought she bought it in 2016 um like when it was kind of like flailing around a bit i think they have their office in quench too mm-hmm. and then they and then she just recently sold she sold it six days ago 
um, so she had a really interesting story. And then um, there was a black woman who is the, I don't know what you call the deputy, the second in charge of the green party in BC. Oh, wow. Um, but she also does like, she does DEI work for a living. Um, and she worked with a lot of different groups. She was like rich, you know, one of these people who's just like rich, rich in wisdom. And you're like, I just want to sit at your feet and listen to you talk. <laughs> and super busy, I, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like she had just flown in from another event in Vancouver. Um, another, like a break, a women's day breakfast when she got on a flight and came here. So that was kind of incredible. Uh, so yeah, that was a really cool podcast or, um, panel and we got, Ellen got some clips. So hopefully we can share a few things over the course of the next week or so. What, so. what kind of questions did they ask you? Oh man. Sarah, you were on the was... panel. You weren't a moderator. I was no. on the panel. You were on the yeah. panel. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, let me, okay. I'm going to pull up the questions so we can, I'll, I'll okay. You, you can answer one of them. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, so a story. Okay. You can pick which one you want to answer. Okay. Okay. But I had to tell a story about overcoming a barrier or inter interconnected barriers in my profession or professional life. Um, what we can do as a collective to dismantle barriers, how we can be more aware of intersectionality to inform our actions and what keeps us going when things are really tough. Hmm. Would you like to answer one of those questions? Intersectionality. Oh, oh, wow. That's not what I expected. Okay. I think just having discussions about what it is and how different people are impacted by their intersecting identities is massive because I think we take for granted, hey, we're all women, for example, like all women's stories are pretty similar. No, no. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there are multiple levels of marginalization and, you know, you have to be really aware of that. And some of that just comes from uh, highlighting the experiences of diverse people. So there you go. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent <laughs> answer. The other ones that I actually had to think a lot harder because it's thinking about, you know, my background. And... Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Oh, Sarah, by the time we, we went an hour and a quarter for this panel. Okay. And by the time I got to the, what do you do when things are tough? I had written something down, completely forgot it, completely blanked. Like, so the other three questions, I felt like I did an okay job. Like I held my own. This one, I was just like, I don't know. I tell myself just like, I just like, that's literally like, I almost was like, pass. <laughs> that's awesome. That's what, that's my strategy is avoidance. <laughs> avoidance <laughs> my strategy is i'm i have no more bandwidth for this panel but thanks for coming <laughs> you know what i realized the other day so mm -hmm. i opened up my freezer mm -hmm. and i'm like holy crap i need to stop baking because <laughs> i realized that like my way to cope mm -hmm. is just like relaxed baking Oh, like we have so many scones and muffins and things in the freezer that I'm like, Sarah, th this is not an unhealthy coping mechanism, mm -hmm. but I wasn't aware that I had been doing all this like, oh, I need to just kind of like zone out right now because, you know, I I'm juggling a lot. So I'm just going to bake some muffins. Um, so yeah, <laughs> apparently like that. that's what I do. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. I, um, someone introduced me to the owner of a flower company 
I was like, oh, Sarah's going to love this. Like as a potential like partner or whatever. Um, it was like, Sarah's going to love it. It's all like, remember we had that conversation about like the big, I I feel like you had like big bags of flour or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, my, you know? my pandemic buying. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. So this company has like all different kinds of like healthy flowers, you know, or like, yeah, yeah. Bla- like, you know, unusual ones, which I'm like, oh, well, that's good. Good quality gluten-free flour goes a long way here awesome. but I'm like oh Sarah we might just like get you if the partnership works out I'll get them to send you a truckload yeah <laughs> now that you know like I although I probably need to curb it honestly because I couldn't I went grocery shopping earlier today and there's no room in our freezer because I've just been baking too much <laughs> <laughs> like I just end up sticking things in the freezer because yeah like yeah, I'll leave a, a couple of muffins out mm-hmm. and then everything else goes in the freezer, but you can only eat so much. Yeah. So come to my house for a frozen baked good party. Amazing. <laughs> Rosie's taken up baking too, actually. Ooh. She's the baker in our family. Yes. So she makes, she made me a couple of times. She made me gluten-free cookies. They're actually, really and they cute. were actually pretty good. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I got this message. I think I think you heard from Jordan too about the hot girl walking trend on Strava. Like, are you familiar with it? Hot girl walk. Hot, hot girl, girl walk. walk. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I- yeah. I I knew nothing about it except for I was getting emails from Strava for like weeks in advance of International Women's Day. They're like, please come join us for hot girl walk. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, like, they use it as this? an international women's day thing. I think so. I think oh, so. I didn't realize that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So Strava really, really wanted me to join in on the hot girl walk. Does <laughs> <laughs> anybody like, Oh, I have so many thoughts. Okay. Tell me your like, thoughts. It's more like, okay, yes, I'm going to put in some distance, but it's going to be a very sweaty, unkempt, Sarah jog, <laughs> not walking, no hotness. And I am a woman. I am not a girl. So many layers. <laughs> so many layers. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're a TikToker. So did you know about this before? I'm not really, a, I'm not really a TikToker anymore, Sarah, but um, I know it's a sad, it's, it might come back around. It might come back around. We'll see. Um, but okay. So I was like vaguely familiar with this hot girl walk thing. And I think that, um, yeah, Jordan Blanco sent me an example of this Strava thing. I did not catch the international women's day connection, which actually like, I have a couple different takes on this, but I think like in the context of TikTok, right in the, and I, my sense is that Gen Z uses this like hot girl thing as a way of talking about a woman like feeling good and going out, right? Like it's not a, when I hear hot girl, I hear as someone who's like in her forties, like I hear, you know, doing something to myself to like attract the male gaze, right? Like, or to like, I hear that part of, but I don't think that's not what, for Gen Z. Yeah. 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 I think that hot girl walk is literally like, I look good. I'm going out for a walk to help my mental health. Like, I think it's a very, I think it feels empowering, right? Yeah. In that context, right? 
However, <laughs> there's a big, and so like, I don't just, I don't, I don't ever remember seeing a, I've seen a couple hot girl, hot girl things, but like hot girl walk, but hot girl was already being used as a phrase on TikTok as like, well, it came out of hot girl summer, the song. So yeah. this was basically my understanding. There was a TikToker. She like, it blew up from her, but basically it was like a go for a four mile walk. Um, like daily on a regular basis and think about yourself like just be positive you know like that sort of positive reinforcement just you know feel good look good whatever Mm -hmm. very much a gen z thing on tiktok Mm -hmm. now does it translate well to instagram reels with a company sponsoring it yeah, like that's where okay, that's where and then especially when you layer in the international women's day, like when you think of like I, even I think I think it was meant to be for International Women's Day because I definitely got emails in advance about yeah, this is when we're doing hot girl work. Yeah, so even without that, inviting people like a company inviting people to their hot girl walk, like it's like not thinking through like how that's gonna land on like you just said, like how that's gonna land with other <laughs> other generations of women like how you really want to present yourself as a brand like that's not how I, like I wouldn't talk like that like I wouldn't say I'm going Sarah I'm going on a hot girl walk or I wouldn't be like Rosie are you going on your hot girl run right now <laughs> like you know what I mean <laughs> and she'll never run again <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like that's just it's it's like it's very cringy. Yes, it becomes like it's like you're not really understanding how like that's going to land in like different parts of culture. Like you, you know, and like on one hand, I'm not going to be like, oh, Gen Z shouldn't call themselves that. Like I don't, I'm not going to judge. Like that's fine. Like people can call themselves a hot girl, go for a walk for the mental health. Like cool, that's really great. Right? Yeah, co-opting it. That's yeah, the, especially since okay, Strava caters very much to like probably mostly middle-aged men (laughs) my guess yeah oh yeah like they're gonna have the same demographic as like other yeah of other similar platforms that we know like they're gonna be 70 percent men yeah I really doubt there are tons of Gen Z girls and women who are like yeah Strava Strava (laughs) You totally get me with this but, reel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> now I'll pay for the premium subscription. Before I was just going on the free subscription, but since you get me. <laughs> that's right. Now I'm now I'm in. Yeah. And and I know that those platforms, Strava, like Zwift, you know, like struggle to get to get women on the platform. Like those are conversations like that we've had. I'm assuming that um Strava would, I haven't talked to anyone from Strava, but I'm assuming that they would have a similar challenge as like a Zwift or other, or other platforms getting women. They want women there, right? This approach. mm. (laughs) Anyway, maybe I will do it now. Maybe I'll be like, maybe I'll put something on my Instagram, go on a hot girl walk. But it's, it's like, like you said, it's just, I think it really kind of wraps up everything that's, I don't love about International Women's Day. Mm. just companies trying too hard not really getting it Mm -hmm. coming across a bit tone deaf yeah yeah 
Yeah. I don't even feel like it's that difficult. No. Honestly, you just need to ask the right person and give that person like the ability to make decisions or, you know, or a group of people to make decisions or create a little content that might not be totally in your real house. That's sorry. I'm still, I'm still laughing inside. I'm trying to hold it back (laughs) about this drama thing. Anyway. Cool. Well, have you, what am I trying to say? Have you adjusted any international women's day content? No, no, no. Nothing. You don't you don't go on your phone too much, do you? No, I I was going to I was going to do the podcast last night, but I didn't, so I'm sorry. But that was really all I had. Hot girl, hot girl walk. It's like it's yeah, like, I, forgot, I, feel like I a, forgot to do that. We're like extremes. We're like one extreme or the other. It's like we have the feisty content. <laughs> And then we have hot girl walk. And that's all I know about International Women's Day this yeah. year. <laughs> Literally. I I honestly am so tuned out. But also, I don't know. I live, yeah, thinking about women's issues, hopefully on a fairly regular basis. Um, I don't need a day to think about it. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, totally. That's why I really appreciated these spaces to have like a more in-depth conversation because then it feels like you're like using that time well, because you're like digging deeper than we would on every day. No, I, um, I think, I think it's, that's very, very much needed part of the conversation. That's why I, I wish like the, I wish we were talking about things like that on different platforms um, across the board instead of just like, hooray, yay, women. Yeah, I think it's coming, Sarah. It's really interesting because like even three years ago, like before COVID, I don't think there were that many people who uh, spoke, like who spoke the language of DEI or who knew how to talk about, like now we can say the word intersectionality. And I think there's this, a proportion at least of our audience is going to know what that means. Whereas like it's just a few years ago, I would have been like, hardly anyone knows what that means. Right? So like, I think that actually there's that, there's a lot more people who are like familiar now with um, the language around how we create inclusivity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Well, all I know is credit to you and your team for having international women's day all year round. (laughs) All year round. (laughs) So true. Um, Okay. Let's take a little break and then I'm going to, we're going to do a little CrossFit open update. As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why Amino Co's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The AminoCo's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. 
What's even better is that Amino Co's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 230. Whoa. <laughs> and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram-for-gram -gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah, and Feisty Media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy. And I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code ironwomen15 at orca.com. That's ironwomen, the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts, ironwomen1515 at orca.com. All right, Sarah, what was, what was the first thing I remarked upon when I logged on? Oh, <laughs> my, my, um, I'm wearing my, my green velour track suit with yellow piping. Mm -hmm. It's so it's awesome. On here. It's like, it's, it's straight from the seventies or eighties. Hey, like all, all I know is. What you said next week you're you're flying out. Mm -hmm. There is going to be some very good content of Sarah in a velour tracksuit, so stay tuned. Yeah, I'll, there's six of us wearing these velour tracksuits to this um, CrossFit. What's this is what is hilarious, Sarah? Is that like okay at the at this competition we're going to? There's four women in my age group, and uh, so I'm in a. They do five year age bands, just like triathlon. So I'm like 45, 49, there's four women. There's one of them, one of the other women, it goes to my gym and she's oh. much, much better than me. Okay. <laughs> um, she used to be a basketball player. Um, she played on like national championships basketball. And, uh, and then she looked up because she actually, I'm just like trying to survive out there. Right. So she looked up the other two and she texted me and she's like, uh, they did pretty well in the, <laughs> in the open so sarah i'm going into a competition where it's almost and i'm not just being like weird or whatever it's almost certain like it's 99 percent that i'm going to come last no 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 
you're going to come fourth, which sounds <laughs> way more impressive. Well, yeah, you, you can't compete against the people who aren't there, I guess. But all I care about is top four is really, really good. Top four is an amazing result. So actually, it, it actually takes a little bit of pressure off because there are some like I'm on that line where like even some of the movements, like, for example, the first day there's three workouts and the third workout starts with 27 handstand pushups. Oh my. Yeah. And then you do toes to bar. Then you go back and do 21 handstand pushups. <gasps> then you do something else. Then you come back and do 15 handstand pushups. So it's like, it does the handstand pushups are like it's a huge part of this workout. Right. Can you use the wall? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still. Still. So like I can do like three or four in a row. Yeah. <laughs> I was practicing the other day. Some days I honestly can't even do it at all. Yeah. Like some days I just like try to get I off the ground. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. And so I've never tried, like, but I don't think I could. Yeah. It's kind of hilarious. So I like did, I did a set of the other day, I did a set of four and then a set of three with a big break and then a set of three. And then uh, one of my workout buddies, Rocky, who's 70, he, he looks, I finished it. He looked at me and he's like, only 20 to go. <laughs> Rocky. Yeah. And it's the third workout of the day. Like, that's the thing, too, is it's like, it's not like first. You're not like fresh. (laughs) Well, it's going to be quite, it's going to be interesting. So, but takes the pressure off, right? Now I can go. It's just like, I, we know, I know what four to five of the workouts are. I'll do the best that I can in those workouts. That's literally what I'm going to do. And And that's you are, you have the best outfit. That's all I care about. Also, I have the best outfit, but that's why it's funny is because you're like coolest outfit, less cool performance, (laughs) but that's okay. What I know from Hot Girl Walk is all that matters is you enjoy yourself and you look good. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) We can learn a little something here. And document Um, it on Strava. (laughs) Can you put hands and push up into Strava? Because if you could, I I would document that. Um, Okay. I'm going to tell you where I finished in the open, Sarah. Yes. So if you remember. Oh, yeah. That in 20... 19, I was 4,000 something in my age group in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in my age group in the world, let's see. I'm in the 85th percentile. Oh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good. And I am 1,593rd out of 10,981. That's awesome. So we're going to take that. Absolutely. Um, I will say just saying you're in the 85th percentile sounds more impressive. I know 85th percentile and okay, wait, let me just give you another 85th percentile. Also in, of all the women, I'm in the 75th percentile worldwide out of 132,000 women. Nice. So, you know, we're just going to take that. Yeah, totally. So. And then this is how good the, this is how good the women are at my gym. Uh, in Keating CrossFit women, <laughs> I'm in the 47th percentile. I mean, you're almost top half. <laughs> <laughs> There's room for improvement. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. that's such a big improvement from the previous years. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so I'm going to take it. That's my update. Mm-hmm. So, is that, is that it? Is that us for the podcast? I think it is. I have no further, unless you have further excitement in your life. No, guess what? Zero yawns during our podcast. <laughs> Zero yawns. <laughs> we were so interested in what we were saying that we didn't yawn. Yeah. Well, I started off with a yawn, but once we hit record, we were all good. I I hope that our listeners did not yawn too often. And <laughs> we will be back next week with uh, another episode of If We Were Writing. None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We're reaching the top We're reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top